My name is Rosemary Christian, but I'm known everywhere as Rosie. And uh, Rosie, we are in, well, your home and your work. Where are we? The world-famous Sulby Glen Hotel, right on the side of the TT course. (laughs) And you are celebrating a pretty significant anniversary this year. Well, my birthday is the 21st of February, and I started work in Ramsey in the Central Hotel on my 18th birthday. So I've now done 50 years behind the bar. And what is it that has kept you in this business? I love it. I love meeting people. I like the company, the fact that a pub is the hub of the community. People come in and tell you their problems, which you don't always want. But most of the time, it's just so easy to work. So how long have you been here at the Sulby then? 1987. You're asking me questions now. Um, (laughs) Let me work this out. 32 years. And was this always somewhere that you thought, you know, you could see yourself behind the bar here? What was it that brought you here? I moved from Ramsey to Solby and being a young mother with children, obviously I needed some extra money, so I carried on working behind the bar. And once moving to Solby, I used to work at the Ginger, the Thalty Well, the Mill and here. I actually only came here because... The landlady's husband had passed away and I came to help her out, but I never left. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and you described it as world famous. It really is. I mean, I think it's fair to say you've got a bit of a a TT connection as well. Just a slight one. (laughs) At one time, we had six continental bike clubs that used the Sulby Glen as their base when they were over on the island, not just for TT, but for the rest of the year too. They'd come at Christmas, Easter, summer holidays... I used to take their children in during the summer so that they could learn English. Not sure they'd learnt the best English from me, but (laughs) they came here on an exchange and I looked after them for the summer. The six clubs, we still keep in touch now. I mean, these guys we've known since 1969. And I suppose with that sort of um, upbringing and your your children being so associated with that, it was inevitable really that uh, at least one of them was going to go into the TT? Two. (laughs) Both Daniel, the youngest, and Matthew, the second youngest, have both been TT riders. Matthew has given up as he's now married with a family, but Daniel is still at it and still going to continue. And... From I suppose it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because clearly you're so passionate about the TT mm. and being part of it. But, I mean, goodness me, you must have had your ups and downs, certainly in the past year or so. Last year, I can quite honestly say, was the worst year of my life. I lost my husband at the beginning of the year and I nearly lost my son halfway through the year. Um, I'm glad to see the back of that. But he's still here to tell the tale and... I've had a, a hard year sitting at a hospital bed, literally being told that he wasn't going to survive the night. But Daniel's a fighter, and he's come back. He's recovered so quickly. He's shocked everybody. And I'm glad to see it myself, obviously. But it, it's a difficult thing to wear two hats. I mean, obviously, I'm passionate about road racing, in general and I, I love going to Ireland, England to watch the races, get involved in it. I love the scraps, the speeds, everything about it. 
provided it's another mother's son and not my son. And I get a hard time from people now saying, surely you're not going to let him ride again. Which I have to point out, he's 37, not seven. There is nothing you can do. I mean, we were talking just before, it's just, he's so passionate about it, isn't he? He is passionate, and he does it well. And up until now, this year, 200 people have been killed by avalanches. Skiing is dangerous. We all know motorbike riding is dangerous, but so is walking down the street. And he does it well. He does it with the best possible equipment, the best possible safety precautions. So I have to support him. But, I mean, don't just ask me. Ask Connor's mother how she feels. Ask Louise Dunlop how she feels. Even Hutchie's mother. McGuinness's mother. They've all seen their sons injured and they've all stood by them when they've gone back and I have to do the same. And here, I mean, there's just a a few of uh, Dan's trophies there and I think there's a real sense of pride here, certainly in Sulby, about all his achievements. It's not just in Sulby... The, the amount of well-wishes that we've had from all over the world, people have phoned up just to ask in foreign, foreign accents, asking how, how Dan is, how Dan the boy is, you know, and it's, it's wonderful. It gives you the strength to help them get well again. Well, Rosie, there's no doubt in where he gets his strength from. You are an incredible woman. Um, a wonderful anniversary that you're celebrating this week then. Uh, are you planning anything special? No, I'm going to keep it very low-key and just let it slip by. (laughs) Talk us through a a typical day then in your life here. Um, Getting up and feeding the dog. (laughs) I have to point out that since losing my husband, I put a very bad year in and my middle son, Robert, Bobby, has stood by me, come in, looked after me, looked after the business... He's really stood up to the mark and he's now taken over from me. So he takes an awful lot of weight off my shoulders. But a normal day would be to get up, come down, do breakfasts. Probably at the moment we're doing them at half past five in the morning for guests. We've got a full house of guests. Then we'd go to the office and do the till. Then we'd go to the cellar and clean lines. Then we'd come back and start prepping for the kitchen, do lunches clear away, start bottling up, do all the ordering for the next day, start evening meals, finish them, pool, darts, whatever's on that night, need sandwiches making, going to support them, clearing down, locking up and going to bed. Is that all? No. (laughs) That's it, yeah. Doddle really, isn't it? And as you said, I mean, this is really the heart of a community and you are much more than just serving people drinks and and giving them food. It's just about being that person that people really feel that they can turn to, that they can depend on. If anybody was thinking about this sort of uh, career for their life, what sort of person do you think could go into this? Dedication. Um, You have to marry the business. A young couple coming in, you have to be a strong young couple coming in. It's not easy work. It's long hours It's hard work, but it is so rewarding. You make friendships that you have for the rest of your life. You have some terrific highs with it. You have some terrific lows as well. But this trade is similar to a farmer's trade. You know, you're working a lot of hours. It's also the hospitality trade, so you're working when other people are out enjoying themselves. But that doesn't mean you can't enjoy yourself with them. You just have to make it fun. 
Oh, well, Rosie, thank you so much for speaking to us. I, I know you're not one person, what, somebody who likes seeking the limelight. So thank you so much for doing it. And uh, yeah, happy anniversary. Thank you very much. <laughs>